Hello and welcome to episode one of Baller's Diary. Today I'm joined by Ollie Bateson, who plays basketball for Anglia Ruskin Rhinos in the NBL2, and Miles Victory, captain of Sheffield Hallam's first team in the North Division 1. <clears throat> As we know, old heads feel like the game has changed a lot, but how much has it actually changed for you two over the years? Um, well, the game is developing, you know, even as we speak. It used to be about the nitty gritty inside tough players, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, um, one of the most dominant forces to play the game. Um, you know, the first person to score 100 points. Um, and then since, I'd say, the 90s, um, the game has just extended out. You know, past the three-point line, you know, got Steph, the last Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, LeBron shooting from around the logo, which is just, you know, it hasn't been done before, basically, except for the last like ten years, I'd say. Yeah, um, I think obviously very much was an inside game um, over the older ge uh, generations, like the old era, but um, I feel like. Athleticism was obviously so such important at that time, and now uh, it's like it's got to a level where everyone, well, most people, pretty much all players are very athletic. So they've had to adapt their game into different ways, which is why they're now shooting from further out and becoming more versatile and more effective that way. Definitely. So in the last twenty years, NBA teams have more than doubled the amount of three-point shots taken, from thirteen percent to thirty-nine point two percent. And with the mid-range shots going down from 38 to 19%. So do you feel like with the way that the game is changing, there's any way that that could be reversed? Um reversed? No. I think the game is going to keep going in the direction it's going. I don't think there's a possibility that you can backtrack that. But I think there are some players that do, you know, players that still yeah, yeah, they, they don't tend to uh, shoot threes even now, even though it's like a really important part of the game. You know, most players, you know, if they're not able to shoot threes, they're uh, considered less dangerous on the floor offensively. Um, they're probably less respected in, in, in that sense as well. But um, mm -hmm. no, I, don't, I, I think that there's players that give that kind of um, impression that they are about you know, the nitty-gritty inside stuff, like I said before, you know, um, players like uh, Rudy Gobert, you know, isn't a shooter, but is really dominant inside, doesn't really get to handle the ball uh, outside the three-point line or even, you know, deep within the, the mid-range. It's, it's really just around the basket offensively. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> thinking, like, just disregarding inside stuff, thinking about mid-range and three-pointer, Obviously, you've got DeMar DeRozan, who's yeah. having an unbelievable season. Like some people are saying, like MVP caliber, like type season, mm. and he virtually does ninety percent of it from the mid range and the basket. Um, and obviously, he's proven to um, that you can get it done that way still in this age. But will it be reversed? No, um, I don't think it will. If anything, it'll go further the other way, and they'll introduce a four four point line. Mm, that yeah, could could mm. could potentially happen. Mm. Let's talk about that quickly. Then. Do you think how quickly that will be introduced? How I, I I'd say within the next 
15 to 20 years, mm. really, okay. very soon. Because, you know, like I said, people are shooting from the logo. Maybe like, okay, Still a three-pointer, but it's a lot, um, has a lot lower percentage of going in. So I think that they're probably going to try and make it worthwhile for these amazing shooters that mm. are able to do that. You know, they're going to capitalise off of their ability to shoot from so far out. But do you think that's a fair thing to add to the game? Like, is it, is it necessary? Because what you've got to think about is someone well, is stood out there getting basically two dunks. Yeah. Getting the same points <laughs> as two dunks. It's, it would change the game a lot. Mm. It, it might change it too much. Yeah. It's difficult to say how it will change the game because until we implement it, we can't say, oh, this will happen or this will happen. Because players like to you know, figure out a, a way to manipulate someone's defence or you know, try and change someone's offence to the point where you know, they are considered a very high IQ player. And when the fourth, the, sorry, if, if a four-point four round is introduced, it's just going to be another... You know, I don't think that was initially a, a need for the three-point line to come in. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, yeah. Was, it was a game where people would get to the basket and try and put the ball in the hoop. Yeah. Not, you know, oh, I'm going to stand behind this line, then I'll get more points. Or it was, you know, again, the nitty-gritty inside, tough play, mm. getting to the basket. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's gonna, it will change the dynamic of the game so much. Mm. Like, will it be worth it in the end? Because we'll see, we'll see the average height probably be lowered because generically the better yeah. shooter are a little bit smaller yeah. than, yeah. than the, the taller guy so uh, most coaches will be looking just for pure shooters imagine a team of just four pure shooters mm. and one big man it's like uh, uh, I can, all I can think is a percentage of mid-range and stuff will definitely yeah, it'll be gone, yeah. it'll be way gone. further it'll, down it'll, be, it'll be so you know it'll be pointless it, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll, I think it'll be less exciting to watch as well because yeah. the majority of the shots that will be taken are going to be outside the three-point and if the four-point line is implemented then outside of that as well because what would you say it was uh, mid-range was 39 point something and uh, that's gone down to 13 mid-range was 38 down to 19 yeah. that's yeah I yeah. mean that's just going to get really, you know, worse yeah. and worse really abolished there'll be no yeah. mid-range there'll exactly. be no point with that to be fair yeah. but you yeah. say it will make the game boring but will it not open up the paint for more highlight dunks well <sighs> It's hard to say. It would take it, yeah. Because what kind of players are going to be playing in a in a game where they can specialize themselves in shooting hypothetically four point shots yeah. and being able to get to the basket? You know, the, like you said, the likes of Demar Derozan, nearly all of his points are from the mid range, yeah, and you can't. You can't have everything, really. No, yeah. You but say if you look at a team like Warriors, for example, mm-hmm. if they get someone like uh, Derek Jones Jr. Mm. to play, and you've got Steph and Clay who are going to be out there shooting the threes. Well, yeah, it's, it's just it's just the question of how versatile is the team going to be? What yeah. what kind of players are you going to have on your team? If you can have both, you know, shooters like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and all of that, and then you've also got, you know. Hypothetically, Derek Jones Jr. That that would be insane because not only have you got a, um, a great uh, shooting backcourt, you've also got Steph, who is an amazing passer and point guard. You know, who can uh, have vision for days. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's nice. Mm-hmm. So with with all these changes, obviously in your in your playing careers as well so far, have you felt like you've had to adapt yourself to the new game? Well. 
I mean, since I started playing basketball, there's always been, you know, a three-point line. Yeah. There's always been that. But has there always been the demand for it that it is now? I think as the time's gone on, the demand has been greater. Yeah. I don't think it's ever stayed the same. But, you know, watching the likes of Kobe, because, you know, that, that's who I watched growing up. I don't, yeah. I don't know about you, but hitting these amazing, you know, fadeaway shots from the corner three, it's like, oh... I want to be able to do that. And that's, you know, what players tend to base some of their game off. Like I said, Kobe, I mean, that's why I started playing. Yeah. You know? Um, I guess that's a lot of people's icon, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you, Miles? Do you think yeah. you've, you've had to change the way you play so far and will have to going forward? Or um, as, 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 you, as Ollie said, it's like we've kind of been brought up in that generation, like along the time where like the best shooters are now, are now here. Um, obviously Ray Allen mm. watching him obviously because he when he played for the Heat that was kind of when I got into uh, into basketball with him D Wade LeBron like watching them like obviously the demand for three was there at yeah. that point um, but obviously it's, it's just going to go up and up yeah so, so it just gets you know it's always going to be further and further towards three point shooting I think yeah. you know, that, that's it's, the only direction mm. it's gone in and in the last 20, 30 years, that's you know, made massive strides in that respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you two don't play in America, you play here in the UK. Yeah. But do you feel the NBA sets the standard of basketball worldwide? Or do you feel like places have different game? It's very different all yeah. over the world. You know, you... What, what, what's different about, say, here to America or like some leagues in Europe then? Okay, well, the, you know, the standard... That's yeah. obvious. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if you're a, a really good player from England, you'll most likely go over to America. Yeah. You know, you'll take that step up. Yeah. Um, but although the the standard is uh, really high over there, within the last five years, I'd say five, ten years, the standard over here has been amazing. Yeah. Like we've we've just filtered so many players into America. We've got um, you know, I think five or six players in NCAA Division One. Yeah. You know, that actually play on the same team. So it, it's 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 nice to see that, you know, we've got some impact um over there. But you know, saying that, you know, it like like I said, it's different all around the world. You know, you could go to like the Philippines and it's a very different game of basketball, very dribbling and shooting orientated, mm-hmm. not really getting to the basket, not being able to do, you know, flashy dunks because the majority of the people um you know, it's yeah, yeah. like the the, the, the athletic ability and height is is lesser over there. Yeah, yeah. I'd say um, looking at it, like just regarding the UK and looking at um, other places in Europe, like the the really like the countries that take basketball like to the top top level, yeah. like Spain, yeah. like the way they play, their 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 generic point guard compared to American point guard are completely different. It's like yeah. it's like Mr. Fundamental, pass first. Well, is, this, is this in Spain? In Spain, yeah. You're pass first, fundamental, mm. uh, running the offense, mm. more setting it up. And in the NBA, it's more, it's a little, it is a little bit more one v one v one basketball. Mm. Like Jamaran is completely different to any yeah. point guard in Spain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I guess maybe they are maybe less athletic as a as like as a whole. Um, but 
that's why they adapt in different ways and play more. They play more as a team. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Whatever they lack in something, they'll pick up in something else. Yeah, you know, if, if they don't have the, the athletic ability, they'll just become like a great shooter or a great passer or a juggler. Or, yeah. You know, like some of the actual best actual collective teams are in Europe. Yeah. But mm. the NBA is a lot of Stars. just single great, great yeah. players that get a bucket. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah, definitely. Like you look at the Olympics. Yeah. America mm. doesn't always win. Like normally yeah. they do well. But yeah. like you look at Spain, was it maybe Argentina? Yeah. Maybe gave them a hard time. I think France as well. Three yeah. out of five. Germany play. as well. Germany. Yeah. yeah. But so obviously the, the the European game of basketball and American game obviously is different the way that you described fundamental uh compared to more skill and athletic base. Mm-hmm. But what would you in your opinion, what's better? Like if you if you were to define a better basketball player, do you think it's your fundamental side in Europe, or do you think it's the athletic flashy side in America? It, personally, for me, if I was to think, you know, what is basketball, I'd have to go with you know some of these teams in Europe. Yeah. So smart and so underrated for what they actually do for basketball. You know, in NBA they get all the fame and they get all the attention, and it it seems like they have the most impact because they probably have the most coverage and the most publicity. But there's a lot of teams in, in um, even Turkey, for example, yeah. that are do, doing massive things for basketball. I know there's a player called Merit Klassen, the point guard. Yeah. And he, um, you know, he's just an unstoppable player, so smart. And, and to kind of say that he is a worse basketball player than, I don't know, like you say, uh, John Moran, I think is hard to say. Because yeah. they're very different players. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you, but and then I'm going to have to, I'd probably then disagree with you in the fact that as a basketball player, you've got skill and then you've got pretty much athleticism. They, they go hand in hand to make a complete player. Yeah. And as you say, a lot of the European, they all, their skill is very much there with all the elite guys in America. It's just that their athleticism mm. surpasses yeah. theirs. And that's yeah. what brings them up as an overall player. And then that's, yeah, that's, that's when you that's, see in the NBA, like, flashy stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. East Bay's dancing game. It's, yeah, yeah, crazy. Definitely. Because, <laughs> like, not many players go from Europe, really, to NBA. Like, nah, many, they'll, they'll go through, like, D1 schools yeah. in America to then NCAA colleges yeah. and then into the NBA. But I guess I'm learning the different type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Player. Yeah, because yeah. like, I can only really think about Luca. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. and coach as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. straight Parker. from. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So obviously, with old heads feeling like the game now is completely going away from the culture of basketball, with it obviously when they were growing up being more about post and being physical. Do you feel the way it's being played now is real basketball? Um. Well, it depends what you define as real basketball. You know, it's, it's subjective because these old heads that aren't familiar with the current culture of basketball, because the, the culture's changed, you yeah. know, from when people learned it. And I think for people to catch up with that is, is difficult. It's yeah. difficult to, to keep up with the times and keep learning about a game that you've already think that you kind of, you know, have achieved something in all or learn a lot in and now when someone says like oh 
you know, why can't you shoot three? Why can't you do this? It's, it's, I, I, I feel like people would feel quite insulted. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that's, that's what they learned to do. That was what basketball was at the time. Yeah. Because it's changed so much. I think people, people struggle to keep up with it. Yeah. So um, I think, I think to, the old heads, it was obviously real basketball to them, what they were doing. And to the new generation, it's real basketball to what we're doing. Yeah. That's just like how, it's just how the times have changed. Um, the new era, I guess. Um, and yeah, we've just developed into a different style, I guess, of basketball. Um, like like there's different styles in other sports, like football, whatever. Yeah. Like they've got different styles. That's that's kind of what's happened to basketball. It's just changed a bit. Um and yeah, but it's still, it's still real basketball. Yeah, I, just, just adding on to that, I think, you know, going back to the, my point saying it's, it's subjective. Like, I, I know a few people that grew up around the same time and they both will see basketball in different lights. You know, yeah. one, one of them was um, a seven foot player who played for uh, Plymouth Raiders. Um, and he, you know, was virtually all inside, could mm. never step out the three point line to shoot. But then there was a, another player who literally grew up with this guy who was a pure shooter and had a different idea of what basketball was yeah. to them, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I guess it's just everyone's personal preference, isn't mm -hmm. it? Because I know that for myself, when I go down to the park or to the courts or whatever, you almost every time there's that older guy, maybe 30, 40, and his game is just getting the ball physical, post-up, yeah. all that. And I feel in, in park or in the, in the playground, it works, you can have it, but do you feel like a player nowadays could commit to having that kind of role and be a superstar in the NBA? Well, it depends how far you want to push yourself because to be a pure inside scorer in the NBA today is very difficult because you have to be you know, excelling at a ridiculous pace in that. You can't, mm. you can't just settle for an all right pace because then people are just going to beat you. Yeah, people yeah. are gonna step out the three-point line and just show you what completely so you've got to kind of like i said rudy gobert's a massive inside inside force yeah um but because he's so good at that he doesn't need to step out the three-point line yeah definitely. um obviously obviously back in back in the old days you had hakeem who with with the footwork he had was like so exceptional mm -hmm. that's what made him able to do that in the post yeah and make it literally literally make a living off of what of that mm. um and obviously now in a newer generation it's it's reduced it's it's more specific like for for it to work for example dirk he yeah. a lot of his game was in the post but obviously his ability to shoot is what what yeah what made it work outside. yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I guess that comes with being a big man anyway you know how, yeah. how tall was Dirk he was seven foot. Seven, so yeah seven yeah. plus you know so he already kind of had that inside touch of yeah. a big man mm. and being able to shoot as well it's just like that's why he was you know a great shooter yeah you know, a great player in general really yeah Tim Duncan is probably probably one of the best post yeah. players we've yeah. ever seen yeah and he he he's probably one of the like so fun obviously so fundamental and he's able to make it work in this in this not as the new generation but mm. in this new world generation mm. um but whether a player like him could do that now it's, yeah, it's, with, it's with, a different with, game yeah it's a different game with the less opportunities 
he's going to get down yeah. there. Um, obviously, the rules are changing. Uh, the refs are taking control more of the game. Oh, completely. More offensive fouls being called. Yeah. Less, look, like a little bit less physical in that aspect down in the post. So it's yeah, you used to be able to go into the post and throw elbows, mm-hmm. hands, everything, yeah, yeah. And, and really kind of force your way in. Whereas now, it is a thing where you have to make a move yeah, and you have yeah. to beat your defender rather than beat up your defender. Yeah, yeah. do you know yeah. what I mean? So where where do you think that physicality is gone? Do you think that is because of the the way the game's changing? Well, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. again, it comes with the. Um, tendencies of people so you know if someone's gonna sorry if, if curry's gonna shoot you know something from almost half court there's gonna be no contact anyway yeah there's yeah. Gonna, gonna be no chance for the contact but you know players like i don't know lebron who will get multiple and ones a game mm. you know he will always be trying to get to the basket and finish strong so he'll have you know a higher chance of being able to deal with contact or or, or manipulate that contact to his own advantage yeah yeah, um, as you say, like the the percentage of contact is going to decrease just because of the movement of the game, of how it's changed, and obviously the, as the refs have changed the game as well, the amount of contact you're able to create yourself, and for coaches, it's like, is it worth training specific players to be able to do this in the post? Yeah, for maybe an opportunity to get a bucket. Or is it is it easier to just shoot a three an open three pointer? Yeah, and it's going to be more points. Anyway. Yeah, and you know you see players that are so versatile, like Jokic. He is you know mm-hmm. just a, a a very very tall point guard. Basically, it's yeah. ridiculous to watch, you know. But again, he's someone who has caught up and changed with the times instead of rejecting it like a lot of players have, you know. Um, like players like Andre Drummond, who do excel inside, you know, he did his thing, he averaged, was it? he was a league leader three seasons in, in rebounds, but, you know, big men are changing and so is the game. Mm-hmm. So you say Andre Drummond just there, even in his first three seasons, uh, first six seasons, sorry, in the NBA, he, he only shot three, three point, 33 pointers, sorry, whereas in his seventh season alone, he shot 38. There you go. It, it just it, it, it speaks volume, yeah. doesn't it? it? It shows you how it's changing. It's, uh, I mean, Joel Embiid, if he was born, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. Do you think he'd be shooting threes like he is now? Mm-hmm. No. He's, he's way too big, way yeah. too powerful. And it'd be a completely that. different game plan. Yeah. Well, people are like, what are you doing that for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they look at you like, why are you taking those shots? Just go inside and get a higher percentage shot. Yeah, mm. but he's adapted his game and he's, he's gone with the times and he can shoot the ball. Mm. Even with him being a superstar in the league now, do you think he would have been even better, say, 20 years ago? Hard to say because, you know, we, we've been talking about the game changing and, and everything. So to put him in a... It, it, it's a different game. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like a different sport now. Yeah. You know, so it, it's hard to say, would he excel at... at Something I think for him to excel, he'd have to be tougher than he is. Yeah, I think yeah. He's a lot the softer. physicality side he's of a lot it. Softer but, but that's what the game is now. Yeah, he's you, know, really you can't blame him. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's how, yeah, that's how it yeah. is. Yeah, I guess that is still just another. It comes with the change of the game. Yeah. Big men being less physical. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's talk about some players who will have been affected or have clearly changed their game. Uh, around the change of the NBA. So one for me would be Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. you look at him at Clippers, him 
DJ and Chris Paul, yeah. like what I didn't think I ever saw Blake shoot a three. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Like his thing it was, was a, screaming, was a, roll to the basket, get a dunk. Do you know what I mean? And now you look at him when he was at the Nets, like he turned into like a point guard, shot creator. Like a point like, forward, yeah. Yeah, it was like strange to watch. And I was like, is that you? <laughs> is that you? <laughs> but again, so players like Zach Randolph then, you look at him, mm. premium post player. And obviously he kind of, his career ended as the game was becoming more of a shooter's league. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what like, finished him. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he struggled to change, I think, his inability to step out the three-point line or go other places apart from the post, I think, limited him. And I think that's, you know, yeah. eventually, in turn, what what made him um, start. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, you're saying players like him will pretty much be obsolete soon, do you think? I think it's already come to that stage. Yeah. You know, again, going back to my point earlier about an inside force like Rudy Gobert, it's different because Zach Randolph was relying on pure strength and his ability to be really tough, but someone like Rudy Gobert, who's just massive and has an absolutely enormous wingspan, is, is different because... He doesn't have to use his muscle as much because of his size. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like he can just put his arms exactly and his arms exactly. The rim. Whereas you know Zach Randolph had to actually jump for for shots and blocks. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, really, is so much um, yeah more able in that sense. It's also it's also the skill factor because mm-hmm. when you go when players are going to be growing up and and being training with their coaches and playing in their teams, yeah, they're going to get a lot less reps in the post. Yeah, definitely. They're going to be shooting a lot more, mm. a lot less time playing more physical, and that's just going to equate to them, them being lesser skilled in that area. So yeah. why would they do that if they're lesser skilled in that area? Definitely, yeah, because they say it takes 10,000 hours to perfect something. Yeah. Mm. So let's say, if you, if you, how often do you train in a week? How many hours? Uh, eight. So you're training eight hours a week. Yeah. So that's going to take you at least a thousand weeks yeah. to get to eight thousand hours of training, and that would be if you committed all of your training to just shooting threes as well, or yeah. just playing in the post. Yeah. Obviously, if you're not even spending half an hour working on your post game, you're not, you're not even going to attempt to use it in a game, are you? Uh, a bit of a fifty-fifty one for me. So you give your opinions on it as well. But Dennis Smith Jr. Do you even remember who that guy is? <sighs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he came into the league jumping out of the gym. Mm-hmm. Had one good season at the Mavericks. Well, had a little dunk contest. He didn't. He didn't win it, did he? No, no. Yeah, but he was in the dunk contest anyway, which is like in his rookie season, I think it was. And now, I don't even know what team he's at. Mm. And if you look at his core fundamental skill and athleticism, it's very comparable for me to Westbrook. Yeah. You know, currently... <laughs> I think he'd take that as a violation. Yeah. I think he would take that as a violation. I mean, I mean, Westbrook, as of right now, obviously, he's not doing well for himself. No. He's, he's really struggling to fit in with the Lakers roster and excel at what he, he did it, you know, and the, the same way he did at OKC. Yeah, and also how Lakers play, I feel like, doesn't necessarily very, suit Russ. Yeah, yeah. very different play style, very... Um, dominant in other positions because you know he was at OKC one of the most dominant point guards that there was mm, and now because there's so many um there's so many players that require the ball 
to make a play, you know, Bron, yeah, yeah. AD, you know, Melo, it, it, it's hard to share the ball and let him still have the same impact that he did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, do you feel like that? So, so you're saying Westbrook right now is just not looking like himself? Nah. But everyone knows Westbrook. So he's still going to get his name put in the chat. He's still going to get his minutes. Mm. Whereas Dennis Smith Jr., realistically, is he doing much worse than Westbrook right now? This is the thing. I think it's because of the history of both of them. You know, yeah, like yeah. you said, um, you know, Dennis had a, a great first season dunk contest. You know, was you know a, a lot of the hype around him was was promising. Yeah, and then it was the same for Westbrook. You know, they both saw great, like stupidly athletic players that could, in a way, like do it all really. Yeah, but because Dennis Smith hit that point earlier yeah I think he didn't have the the same um the same not the same opportunity but kind of the same uh standard as Russ I feel like you could say opportunity yeah because if if, yeah. if Dennis grew up and played when Russ came through to the league he could have might had the have same been, opportunities yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean might, might have been a different career for him like, he wouldn't have been for like if you look at Russ I'm still saying even now I'm not backing him to make that three nah definitely you know what I mean Definitely. But you still, I'll still call him a superstar. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like he's, so, got, he's got the ability, he's just not doing it right now. Yeah, definitely. That's, what it is. that's how, like, it just shows how important shooting is in the game at the moment. Because yeah. you, you think about, look at Markel Fultz. Yeah. And, yeah. and Ben Simmons. Yeah. Everyone oh, God, is yeah. slating the yeah. hell out of them because mm-hmm. they can't shoot the ball. That's it. But it was, it was like, bad for, for Markel Fultz because, yeah. you know, it, it yeah. wasn't his fault that he was... Put in a position where he, he struggled to shoot, you know, he, he went through a, some you know trauma with a, a car crash and stuff, yeah. yeah. And I, obviously, that that's yeah. uh, exactly, yeah. but Ben Simmons just doesn't shoot, yeah. It's not that he wants it, it well, it's, yeah, it's not even that he wanted to, he just he just didn't. No, yeah. do you feel like Simmons is a superstar though? Do you think is he someone that you look at and say, I could build a team around him? You could build a team around him, but not, in my opinion, some. Not it wouldn't be a team that, in my opinion, would win it would win a a ring. No, no, I, I don't think that he has the leadership qualities. I don't think that he has the ability. He's he's a very tall, athletic point guard, but he can't can't step up the three point line. And in no. today's game, that is essential, mm-hmm. especially if, if you're controlling the exactly. Like you, know, if you, you need you to be a, a role threat. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a role player and you can't necessarily shoot, go do your other thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But if he wants to. Be that superstar, control the ball, control You the have ball. to be able to shoot these days. You know, it's like the, the, the big men mm. that are making themselves first star, you know, like Joel Embiid or, or Jokic. It's, it's nice to see that they are able to do both. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Ben Simmons, who controls the floor, who is counted as you know, a point guard rather than a centre or something, and he's similar size to what, like a power forward. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not nice to see, really. No. Yeah, I don't think you could do that, build a team around Ben Simmons. No. Um, I mean, you had, had Joel Embiid, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you switch Ben Simmons, ben Simmons and uh, Giannis, obviously Giannis is way surpassed Ben. Yeah. But if if you just strip it down to the fact that they're both very tall, mm. point guardish players yeah. that can handle that, the ball, that can handle the yeah. ball, Giannis has upped his shooting unbelievably. Oh, yeah. And definitely. just that, that. Him, and, him and Joel Embiid would... Well, you see, you see him, he won, a, he won it on he, his own. He won it on his own, literally. The Bucks, virtually. 
obviously Chris Middleton, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was going to say. You look at Chris Middleton, like similar, uh, similar he, type of player to Ben Simmons, athletic mm-hmm. ability wise, but he's going to shoot, shoot him. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, but you build a team around Janice, pure shooters. Mm-hmm. Ben mm-hmm. Simmons has got Embiid, who wants to be down low. He also wants the mm-hmm. ball. Like, yeah, if you true. Very if, if you got rid of Embiid and put a role player like Brook Lopez. Who's mm. going to go down there? He'll, get, he'll grab you a few boards. He'll get you a few points. Yeah. And just set up a team that's going to shoot the ball around Ben Simmons. Like, if he got that trade to Golden State, when what happens there? Do you think that opens doors or do you think it's still, he can't shoot, he won't there, do that well? There, there's always opportunity for players to clash regarding yeah. play styles. So, again, like you said, Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons, they couldn't work well enough together to be able to make an impact mm. because, you know, they both wanted to get inside. Ben Simmons couldn't step outside. And as a centre, you know, you always naturally place yourself inside rather yeah. than outside, yeah. just like naturally. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's difficult because wherever you go, there's always going to be clashes mm. yeah. with, with play styles. Go, go back to Ross. Mm. Yeah. It's... Um... <laughs> I, I never thought it was a good fit. Never thought it was a good trade for him to go there, because it, like the things that work is LeBron with the ball, everyone else can shoot it. Yeah, mm. that's all. You, that's literally and he's all just you making that's plays all you left, right, and centre. Yeah. If Russ was, if they made the trade for Damian Lillard rather than Russ, they, I think they'd be destroying. Right? I think, yeah, yeah, I think they'd absolutely be just the ability to shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think they'd they'd they, be uh, what the Lakers were supposed to be. They're, yeah, they're super yeah, team, yeah, that, yeah. you know. Just they, I mean, they aren't really a super team, but no, they're just no. a couple of super not stars even, that are put I don't, on the same yeah, team. No. I, don't, I don't think that they're top three in the league right now. Exactly. But it does show you, like, you can't just have the best players nah, and put them work. together. You can't do it. It's not on. It's the. It's not even on LeBron as well. Like no. he, he's putting up numbers. He's putting up, mm. and people are saying, "Oh yeah, stat padding, stat padding, mm. this and that." He has to. But he has to. He, he has to. He has what's crazy. What nineteenth year. Yeah, look, look at the number like averaging 30 points per game, it's mm. unbelievable. Oh, and I just and yeah, it's a bit off topic, but AD AD annoys me because mm. he is in his peak time for his career. He should be dropping 50 a yeah, game. Yeah. But can he stay fit? No, he can't. That's the, That's the problem. He doesn't want to work. He, right. work. he got his ring. LeBron yeah. literally mm. gave him his ring. Mm. And yeah. But do you think he just wants one? Or do you think he's not willing? I think he's settled. Yeah, he's got one mm. and his body's not letting him go hard that he wants to go. So, so he's, like, he's, he's comfortable. accepted that. Yeah, he's just got comfortable. Yeah. Like, he's done one. Yeah, and, and he just thinks when it's playoff time, he can yeah. turn up. And uh, so speaking, well, we're just on AD there, um, about his body, durability and stuff. Another player who obviously struggles with durability, Zion. Oh, yeah. But before we talk about his durability then, let's talk about is he too late? If he was back with LeBron coming through that draft, do you think, apart from durability, leave that to the side, do you think he could have had a career like LeBron? I don't think that many people could even come close to, to achieving what, what LeBron has, has achieved. Yeah, definitely. He is such a smart player, as well as being so able physically. I don't think that there's a lot of players out there that, that will come close to that. You know, Zion, his ability to just jump Ridic- he, he can jump out of the gym whenever he wants mm. but his ability only goes so far when he uses that yeah. and fair enough he has got a you know a, a, a decent shot on him 
he 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 is an all right shooter. He's not a great shooter. He's not no, a very no, good shooter. He's just he's he can get by on yeah. shooting. You know, so it, if a team was to force Zion, like if they collapsed everyone towards the paint and were like shoot it, out ten out well out of ten, I'm back in mid four. Yeah. Max, not even not, like, not even yeah. five. I can't lie. What, what do you think? The yeah. too late, too late. Yeah, mm. too late. Yeah, He's, and comparing with LeBron is it's, that's it's a, a crime. That, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a crime. That's what I said. It's insulting almost. That, the IQ yeah. is just nothing's been matched. In LeBron, no. Yeah. Who would you think the better comparison than for Zion? If you were to look at it, obviously <clears throat> the size and the physical ability, all time. All time, yeah. Charles Barkley. Good, that's a mm. great shout. That's a great shout. But physically, did Barkley have that? No. Nah. He, 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 he could get up. He could get up. But he was strong. He was strong, but he wasn't. He wasn't as. Mm. as I would have. Yeah. I would have compared him to the likes of. Um, like, I, I think he's a stockier Sean Kemp, but yeah, just with a yeah. slightly better shot as well. Yeah. You know, Sean Kemp was so physical. Yeah. So yeah. physical inside, and he just used to bully people like Zion. Like. What happened to Michael Jordan with the Jordan rule? Yeah, you yeah. Know, people used to isolate him and just try and create countermeasures to his ability, mm. and it do it whatever worked. they could. It worked, they, yeah, you know. And so I think people will still do that in today's game. Yeah, you know, if if Zion was still healthy and still able to play, I think people would be like, yeah, biggest person, mm. you know, strongest person, get on him, yeah. bully him, don't let him bully you. Do you think though the Jordan rules were to make him play worse or just to actually make him not be able to play? <laughs> like well, when you yeah, watch it, when well, you watch it, only, only they know the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They'll say to uh, Lyric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were just watching it. They were trying. Because you got to think, you fouled Jordan out of that game to a point where he can't come back and play. The series is yours. Exactly. The series is yours. Like, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like they, 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 the balls were all out with Pippin at the uh, at the realms, but they weren't they weren't nothing special. They weren't too good. So super teams and I guess a lot of NBA fans or just basketball people in general speak about how LeBron ruined the NBA with super teams. But in your opinion, first, do you think when he went to that Heat team in 2010 that he ruined the NBA? No. Or change the so let's okay. So did he ruin the NBA? But did he at that point change the culture of a team? Because before that, realistically, you were looking at one or two stars and, and then the rest role plays. I think ruin is probably the wrong word. Change, think, change, yeah, change. yeah. He he changed the game, but again, it's it's more subjective because you know people prefer to play like that, but then some people prefer not to. So I think to say he he ruined it. Yeah. Is is more of like a you know did he have a good or bad impact when he joined? Yeah, well um, obviously they went and won, didn't they? Yeah, at some point. So, but um, I, I I wouldn't say that it's been a bad thing that it's changed either because you know it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's not a thing. Oh yeah, it's turned out worse. No, it's just turned out different. Yeah, and it's yeah. people's uh, opinions. You know, oh no, he's ruined the NBA when he joined, and I think it's you know it's just changed it to something that maybe some people don't like. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. some people will be like, oh no, I like the way he's changed. I like the way that he's come in and, and created a different dynamic. Yeah. Not only in his team, but throughout the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are, people really only hate on it because 
he essentially joined not just a star, yeah. literally a, a superstar mm. in Dwayne Wade, who's like, for me, the third best shooting guard of all time. Yeah, behind. And Mike, yeah, yeah, behind MJ and Kobe. Is that your order? Yeah. MJ, Kobe, Wade. Mm. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, sorry. If I'm on the, if I'm on the D Wade day, which is most of the days, D Wade before Kobe. Oh, no, no, no. We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, but um, yeah, he joined him, and obviously they've got Chris Bosh as well. But I mean, it's just now it's so like that. There was three stars on that team, three yeah. stars, superstars on that team. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the players filled in nicely. If LeBron wasn't as good as he was, we wouldn't even be having this conversation about no. Super Team because yeah. it, it would have mattered. Yeah. I mean, they like they should they should have won three chips in a row. Yeah. And obviously 100%. they lost to the Mavs, which is unbelievable, mm. like Dirk and all that. But, um, and then they won back to back. Um, but now the super teams have just gone so far. Yeah, like you yeah. look at the Nets today and it's it's Crazy. a joke. The amount, of, the amount of talent on that team. Three literal unguardable players. Yeah. But they just Blake shoot Griffin, you. Even, Marcus Aldridge. Yeah, exactly. You still got your role players on that team. Jose well. Jordan. But it's just like, even like you look at Lakers again, like what we were saying earlier, and the, and the Heat losing to the Mavs, who mm-hmm. pretty much just had Dirk at that point. Mm-hmm. Are super teams that beneficial? Like now, Lakers, they're not even doing that well. Well, I wouldn't even pass them as... Well, I mean, looking at, you know... From the outside. Player-wise, yeah. On paper, it looks like an unbeatable team. But you also have to think, they're playing teams that are, you know, slightly um, different to what's been done before. You know, like the Nets. Mm. You know, Kyrie, James Harden and KD on the same team. Mm. It's like three people who can just score on demand and then you've got the Lakers trying to come in and Russ is trying to do that and he's obviously just failing yeah and then LeBron then has to make up for that and yeah. AD's also trying to put in his work and it, it's 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 hard it's hard to say well yeah, you've got to be beneficial in some way you yeah. just look at look at look at uh, the Warriors when they had Curry Clay um Draymond Iguodala at first, yeah. And obviously, they went seventy-three and nine, mm. and lost in the finals to to LeBron. Yeah. And then they they, they go, you know, you know who we're gonna get? Yeah, just possibly one of the greatest scorers of all time, yeah. KD, and get him on the team. And then they went back to back. It's like, yeah, it just shows you that it, it, shows you. it does make it. it if does you have the correct players, yeah. If you have, yeah, if that's I mean, right. Again, it's, it's whether they're gonna clash or not. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, LeBron's, you know. I don't know how many points off passing Kareem in the you know all-time scoring list in both regular season and playoffs. Yeah. So that team should be amazing anyway with him, AD, and all of that. But then Russ comes in and that's where the clash is is most prominent. Yeah. And that's probably what's failing the Lakers at the moment. Do you think it's necessarily players that make a super team, or do you think it's the team? Because you ask a lot of people that aren't fans of basketball, oh, who do you know from basketball? What do you know from basketball? It's either MJ, Kobe, Lakers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's unfair, to be fair, saying that LeBron created super teams when he went to the Heat, because you look at 2004 Lakers, Kobe, mm-hmm. Shaq, Malone, Payton. Like, I mean, if you look at stars, if you, what, three stars make a super team? That's, yeah. that's what we're going off. Yeah. LeBron, Jordan, yeah. Yeah. Jordan. Pippin, Rodman. Yeah, mm. exactly. Like, mm. just because Pippin was drafted and came through the 
came through the the balls like that yeah it wasn't forming a super team yeah it was more it was just there but technically you still thought because they didn't even draft think, anything so yeah, they yeah, yeah, did yeah, form yeah, did, you know yeah. what I mean like and then again this 2004 Lakers team like yeah Malone and Peyton what end of their career they just wanted to get another ring or just get a ring in general and they still failed to win in the finals with the ability to handle teammates come into your GOAT conversation. Because mm. for me, Kobe, Dwight, Powell, Nash, super team again, failed to win anything. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, down to personality issues, Kobe clashing with Dwight and everyone else. But I don't feel like LeBron, apart from maybe Kyrie at one point, but then they got back on good terms, has ever really fell out of any of his teammates. But do you think that's more respect to how good he is or his people management skills you get big personalities like Dwight Howard on that team was always like the joker mm. like to have a laugh and I think Kobe didn't respect that no, no yeah, he, was, he was too focused and yeah. he was yeah. so transfixed on this bigger picture and Dwight was more in the moment so it I think it does come down to personality types and respect mm. I think everyone in the league and you, you have to give LeBron respect. Yeah. Definitely. So I, I think that's why he tends to not clash with players so much. More so recently, you know, obviously, um, uh, when he was at the Heat, uh, Mario Chalmers, mm. you know, he, he, you know, him, Bosch, and, and, uh, and Dwayne Wade basically used to just treat him like a, a little brother. Yeah, but not in the nice way, as in yeah, like the bullying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everything would be his fault, and I think that's you know that would be down to personality types. And I think you know because of what um, what LeBron's done past five years, you know, it, it's people have learned to respect him, and that's why you know people just won't question him because he know he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's got this yeah. this. You know, I think he respects others as well. That's, yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why it's, it's it's mutual, especially in today's game. He trusts his game. Yeah, and he if if you're a teammate of his, he's gonna trust yours. Yeah, yeah. until you're not a teammate of his. Yeah. You know, it, when you know people were slating Russ for for you know not doing as good as people thought he would do at the Lakers, mm. Bron still had his back. Yeah, mm. it wasn't a thing where he just left him and was like, yeah, like he's he's not doing good at the moment. Yeah. He was like, we're all trying to get better. It's not his fault. It's our fault. Yeah. They all took responsibility. We will do better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. not just putting yeah. him on an island on yeah. his own. Yeah. But which which uh way to run a team, you could almost say, would you do you think is better? Just your purely opinion based. You've got your MJ and Kobe who are getting on at your teammates. Like Kobe, no MJ, sorry, bullying his teammates yeah. to make them better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kobe, so fixed on winning. Like, he, if, if he couldn't win, he didn't want it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not willing to give everything to win a game, mm-hmm. get off his team. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you've got LeBron, who's, from the outset anyway, a lot more relaxed, looks after his teammates, yeah. keeps them more upbeat instead of, like, MJ get, getting them onto him and onto him and onto him. But, like, so... Your opinion? Well, I, I think it's all down. It, it, I think it's very specific, you know, as to what you have, 
you know, under your belt in ability-wise in a team. So, like MJ, you know, I think his team probably did thrive off of him being so dominant in, in inside and out of practice. Yeah. And getting onto people. But I think that he only, uh, he, he, I mean, he said in many interviews, he did it for them. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, yeah. He wouldn't do it for himself. He did it so they could get better. But do you think that's true? Do, do you think, I think you would get better? Do you think, personally, if you had a superstar player who, from the outset, can do what he wants, he could get that ball, wherever he is on the court, he's going to do, oh, I want to do this, I'm going to do it, and he just does it. I think it's down to personality types. If someone responds well to something, go with that. If yeah. you don't respond well to something, don't go with it. You know, people like... um. Um, like when when uh, KD and Draymond Green had this altercation, yeah, they you know what was it? Draymond Green tried getting on to KD about something, mm. and KD just snapped back. Yeah, yeah, and that's when the altercation happened. But I think that it wasn't out of um, it was personality. KD is a very proud player of what he's done. Yeah, and so Draymond Green, you know, he can talk mm-hmm. for you know. He's very good at trash talk. So that's, I think, why they clashed. And I think that that was, that it wasn't beneficial for the Warriors, especially at that time as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, do you think that that is the thing that made him leave? Or do you think it was contract going somewhere else? I, I think it's a lot of things. It's hard mm-hmm. to put it on, on one thing because I don't think that. I think he wants to prove himself as well. Yeah. yeah, like he can do it without having yeah. to, like yeah, being on that team. <laughs> but um, thinking about uh, that style of yeah that Jordan had, that was in a generation very different to now, and now we're very this generation we live in is very much about mental health. Yeah, and, and society, society in general. Society. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine if LeBron tried to act like MJ did back yeah. in the day. Oh, he, like, he, he wouldn't happen. be allowed in the league. No, yeah, yeah. he wouldn't yeah. be allowed. It, it just wouldn't happen, and people yeah. would accept it, and we we would be able to cope with it. We'd would find other ways yeah. to. Um, it just it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, because of what we live in and how important we know that our mental health is. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he'd be getting suspended every like, Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, it just it, his Jordan's technique wouldn't wouldn't work. No, but obviously at that point it would work. So mm. do you think mm. him using that technique was better, or do you think he could have won even more? Like they, what they could have had was it eight in a row if they won yeah. straight, straight, straight. Yeah. So well, I mean, seven, look at yeah. look at what happened with um with Dennis Rodman. You know, I, I um I can't remember what it was, but in um the interview in, in the last dance. Uh, Dennis said something about um, MJ saying something to him and then he just fixed up. Yeah, yeah. You know, he got onto him and then that was it. From that moment on, didn't miss practice, was, was you yeah, know, there yeah. every, like, putting in the work. So I think in, in that time, it was beneficial and it was the best way to do things. Definitely. But... For the people and, he had, it, it yeah, worked. yeah, and yeah. and I think I think MJ knew that. I, I don't think that he just did it because he wanted to do it. No, yeah. he knew that he that, that these were tough, you know, mentally tough players. So I think that they could take it and they thrived off of that instead yeah. of being demoralized or put yeah, down. You also thought if they're going to win a championship, they've got to be mentally tough. Exactly, and if they're yeah. mentally tough, they can take what you say. Exactly. So yeah, it was you just take from your teammate less. every day. Exactly, you take what the crowd saying to you every day. Exactly. You know what I mean. Uh, so to finish up, then let's go. We'll just go pure opinion for both of you two. 
What, starting five? Wow. Starting five all starting, time. Starting five. Yes. Position fixed as well, so you can't have LeBron playing quite power forward. Point mm. guard is small forward. Magic. You're taking Magic at point? Yeah. Okay, I'll make that. Yeah. Jordan. Mm-hmm. LeBron. Now, this is where it gets oh. difficult. Yeah. See, for me, power forward and centre is where the options are, where it's yeah. like, what do you want? Mm. Power forwards. So this is preference. Mm. Um, power forwards, for me, it's between Tim Duncan. No, it has to be. It has to be in there, though. He Tim has to Duncan, be there. And for me, just for watching him, Dirk, because yeah. he's as... Mm. And I, I'm struggling to pick... Um, Success-wise and overall greatness, I'll go Tim Duncan. So mm. we'll put Tim Duncan in there instead. Um, and in centre, this is also very much preference. This is who I love playing with on 2K, who yeah. I love, who mm. I love watching highlights of. Mm. I spoke about him earlier. Hakeem. Hakeem. Yeah. That's that's yeah. my number five. I like that. Just quickly before you do this. Oh, yeah. Because for me, it's the top five, but right? it's the best in whatever position. But then I'm also thinking as a team. You got Hakeem and you got Timmy D down low. There's gonna be some kind yeah. of clash. Or like you had the option of Dirk, you almost picked there. He's spreading like he'd have more spread in the floor, but obviously yeah. it's not a team thing. It's just yeah. like it's who's just, the best in that thing. Yeah. But if we're talking about actually, team, yeah, having yeah. them as a team, yeah. Yeah. Let's go then. <sighs> Point guard. This is purely personal a point and actually put Steve Nash. Interesting. I don't think you say that one. Yeah. Um, shooting guard, Kobe, got mm. to be. It's the reason I started playing. Yeah. But do you think he's better than Jordan? Or are you picking in what In what respect? Because overall. overall. If you were saying, yeah. Or are you picking Kobe off of your love of him and you join basketball, which you're saying, yeah, that's fine. I'd say Kobe. Really? Yeah. Fair. I, I, yeah, so, I, I think that. Fair. Who's your favorite? My favorite is Kobe. Your favorite is Kobe. Okay. We'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. Yeah, small forward, who are you taking? Small forward. Small forward got me, bro. Yeah. Mm. Power forward. I think I'd have to go with Timmy D as well. Yeah. yeah. Just an outstanding player. Yeah. I feel like when you look at when when someone says power forward, and if you were to put a face to every position, you've got to go Timmy D, Dirk. Or for Carlton mm. Garner, mm. yeah, at power yeah. forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, for like the, the generation that I've grown up in, anyway, that's who that they're my favorite. And for centre, I'd either say Hakim, mm. just because oh, I don't think that there was a, a a player that could guard him properly. No, yeah. so versatile. And he was if they were in the so same generation, player. though, well, Kareem. This is what Will I'm saying. Athletic, but. His footwork, his footwork, his skill. Yeah, and he, and he could, you know, he could only go to the basket. And yeah. if he wasn't, yeah. if he wasn't, if he wasn't in the same generation as Michael Jordan, he would have won countless chips. Yeah, well, Hakeem. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. So then he was just sort of fortunate to be in the same era yeah. as yeah. the man himself. So either Hakeem or Shaq. Yeah, I was going to say Shaq. Because then obviously the chemistry with Kobe as well works within the team. But, but do you think Shaq? Is the best center, or do you think he's just the most dominant? Because skill wise, he's no, he's yeah. no better than Rudy Gobert. Nah. You know what I mean? But well, because he was so athletic for his size and strength, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like there was a lot of people that could stop him. No, 
as it, you know, and that's throughout the ages as well. Yeah. I'm not just talking about his time or current time. I'm talking, you know, but since then, I'd say like the sixties. The centers like he was going up against not that physical. Like you look in today's NBA, you have well, a lot of centers. I I I think, think the opposite. Really, I, I'd say it's physical, physical and, and compared to that, compared to now. But I'm saying I'm like moves. you look in the league now. You've got Embiid, Jokic. Yeah. They're not as physical. They're not physical, though. but size matches. If you, because I, I know for a fact, if I'm going to get someone who's my size and they're more physical than me, I'm going to get more physical. Mm. Whereas Joel, Joel Embiid and Jokic, they're going against players who. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think they're that, not trying to be that physical. I don't think the I mean? players could even contend with him though. No, it, this, no, no, I, no. I, I think it, it's really? a it's a matter of him being so overly powerful yeah like, yeah like the likes of Joel Embiid who were similar size and, and body composition it, it's still you know mm. uncomparable I think because he was so athletic yeah like oh, ridiculous true with that yeah with that size hard to imagine it, to be fair I can't mm. yeah because you think they, well, off when, of, when, off when, skill. when they matched up that, yeah when they matched up, Hakeem won most of them, but it was very much when Shaq was very young. Mm. But still, personally, that's why that's why I can't choose between the yeah. two. Hakeem and Shaq, I thought very I would, love, I would love it if somehow you could, obviously without two K the game and stuff yeah. like that, have the players in their prime. Yeah. Oh. Go yeah. against each other, but put will it would it would solve so many anyone. of the go you know what I mean? like, Yeah. Exactly. So many. Like if you could literally have. See, for me, though, it would be better if they could play in the league at the same time. Because if you could control the league and win the league over all the other teams, and you've got Jordan, who's got his team, you've got Kobe, who's got his team, LeBron, who's got his team, like, unlimited possibilities. What's yours? Mine. Mm. I'd have to go Chris Paul. Mm. Because I'm talking point guard. What point is guard. it? True. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. But you look at him overall... Overall game, you've got to give it to someone like Magic yeah. or someone else. But point guard, I'm just going to say Paul. Shooting guard, it has to be MJ. Like obviously you're saying Kobe, but it's something about MJ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but small forward has to be LeBron. Power forward, hard choice, but has to be Timmy D. And I'm a Spurs fan, so mm. you know what I mean. It has mm. to be Timmy D. Finishing with the center, it's got to be Hakeem. Yeah, I think. Thank you. The right. That finishes episode one of Baller Diaries. Thank you for listening. We're out. Quick dub. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't see the maps. Uh.